Cool. What's up? Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. How about you? You know, I'm just I'm doing great here at the office on a wonderful Easter Monday. You know, back in those prep days, they gave us this day off, but here we are. And we don't. We no longer get this day off, nor do we no. get the Friday off or pull Thursday. No, no, no. Catholic school days, just much simpler times, simpler times, right? So many levels. <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, listen, day after Easter, Monday, the 10th of April. It's been a minute since we've done a market minute. It has been. A little sabbatical. Had yeah. a kid. We've been talking about that on the regular pod. Um, but, listen, light agenda today. We'll try and keep it quick for the for the listeners out there and try and just update them quickly on what's happening in the market. Yeah. Uh, and I know we were just talking a little bit offline about, we just had a jobs report break on Friday, Friday. Yeah. which was, which was at expectations. So little volatility in the market. Um, I read an interesting stat though. Did you follow the jobs report at all? A little, yeah. Down a little, right. <laughs> what did we miss by like 4,000 jobs or something? Yeah. It was, I, I don't even remember the number. It was like right around expectations. And, uh, so, I mean, that's, a, I guess, a good thing because it, it kind of stops a little bit of the volatility in the market when, when we see things at or around expectations. The I did listen to a, a quick synopsis on it, and, and one of the things was uh, the average hours is down. Now, it's down, like, nominally, like an hour or something like that, not even maybe. And so if you think about it, when you're a business or a small business, big business, and and you know, the new job postings are significantly down. The jobs added is at expectations, which is, you know, this is half the number. I was like 230 something thousand. It's half the number that it was a couple months ago, adding 500,000 plus jobs to the economy, right? So now we're down to half of what that is just a couple months later. And now the new job postings is significantly down. And on top of that, hours are essentially being cut. So if you think about it, if you're a small business, first thing you do is cut hours. You stop posting new jobs, you cut hours, and then maybe you get into layoffs, whatever, restructure, et cetera, right? So I think the, the call was that this is the leading indicator. You know, the, the surface level number might not be specifically what we wanted to see, um, but it's a good first sign maybe that uh, things are weakening in the job market, which is what will slow the Fed. Right, so I guess the so I guess the question is what is uh what is what what bad news are we looking for to to be good news and when is bad news bad news? Right, yeah, it's very confusing, right? So, yeah. good good inflation or or less inflation, which I think is tomorrow, right? Uh, or tomorrow this week, inflation data readings. I think there's one like CPI, and then the retail is on Friday. Everybody's oh yeah, the retail report. So let's see, CPI release. I think it's tomorrow. I think it is. Um, April twelfth. Starting earnings seasons too. Yeah, April twelfth. So not tomorrow, but two days from now, we'll see the CPI drop, and that'll that'll be hopefully in line, and we should see should see rates in the fives, man. I hope so. If we can just keep the job steady. Um, you know, Boston's a, a pretty strong market where we are on yeah. the suburbs of Boston. You know, hopefully if we can keep our job numbers good and we see the, you know, interest rates go down, I think we're going to see a really hot spring market. 
Listen, I think the market's already uh, pretty hot, to be honest with you. It's crazy how fast it flipped here in the like, in the last few months. Yeah. It's been it's been crazy. Yeah, probably six weeks. It's just been it's just been wild. Right. The fact that I was I'm I'm out with clients yesterday on Easter shows the kind of um strength of the market. And like homes were available to see. You know, the people know that the market's hot, so they just set stuff on lockbox, put it on showing time, encourage yeah. you to go and show and the clients take off and go elsewhere. Like that's what you that's what we saw a lot in a really aggressive market. Like you have to displace the homeowner for four or five days to show it as much as possible. Yeah. And if and if you can do that, then more than likely you're going to get an offer um, significantly over asking, right? So, um, so yeah, good news. No good news is bad news, or bad news is good news. Now it's very confusing what's happening. But CPI data this week, jobs report last week, and I think uh, and we were just talking about it offline a little bit. I, I was watching um, a couple of different presentations just on housing as it relates mm -hmm. to inflation. And uh, I think what's import, important for a consumer to understand or anybody in the business to understand right now is the re the reality is housing is a huge part of inflation. It's like a third of inflation. Yeah. And if you look at the, the rents chart for the last couple of years, it huge spike and it's already started to come down at the tail end of 2022 and started to, you know, really come back to 2019 levels um, already this year in 2023. Yet the inflationary data for housing is still running up. Well, these right? are because, national numbers, right? Like Yeah, na national numbers on just rents specifically yeah. and are are, you know, cuz cost of housing, they don't always look at um affordability of the home. It's all driven off what can a home rent for. Yeah. And so there's like governmental surveys, there's a lot of companies with um just internal data, people that run hundreds of thousands of units. They you know, it's a pretty good model if you have 2 300,000 housing units, what's what's your internal portfolio look like? It's a pretty good sample size on potentially data across the country, right? As long as you're diversified across the country, that is, which, you know, the source is. So, right. Um, but in so, this market, what are we seeing in, in the Boston area? As it comes to rents? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, it's very up and down by community. Like um, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, like a lot of the Boston stuff is still slightly up, right? Yeah. Um, Revere is actually starting to come down already. And I think in general, our market is like you just pointed out due to job growth, it's going to be relatively immune. It's still in demand. Mm -hmm. and, and listen, you and I have talked ad nauseum about the housing shortage that we experience here in the area between homes available for sale and, um, and the cost of living and average wage, like all this stuff is like, I think it's less relevant, quite frankly, to talk about the inflationary data as it relates to Boston. Right, because we're gonna always be this in this more controlled bubble for for lack of a better word. Because of our lack of inventory and our lack of ability of yeah, medical you know, between the, the, the medical facilities we have, the yeah. colleges we have here, the jobs we have here, it's always going to be in significant demand. Yeah. Right. So even when you have um uh let's let's say we had a surplus of apartments for sale well all of a sudden hundreds of thousands of students come to the area and they snatch them all up mm -hmm. like you know they don't have that in rural kansas or something you know what i mean so um and what's interesting too is the national data we we actually for the first time in a long time have the tale of really two different markets across the country right now the west coast is getting plummeted right now correct you know the east coast is continuing to to grow yeah yeah we're seeing double digit appreciation again in san diego seeing negative 10 yeah. San Francisco, negative 10, right? So um, it's almost like it's very schizophrenic because that's, well, that's not. Right? So like 
the California especially, like their tax regime and their like cost of living is so yeah. high Whacked. Whacked. that you know it, it it was really pushing people to go elsewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm interested to to watch Massachusetts for the next couple of years to see where we are because mm. especially on the higher end um, with with the millionaires tax we pass, like I'm certainly hearing from my wealth people on the estate planning side that people are like starting to look at Florida, New Hampshire, um, just for that millionaire tax on, on getting out of here. Um, and California has that um, in LA County that they're, um, they just passed a huge tax on the sale of any property over a certain amount. So like, I know that like the luxury, high end luxury market was like yeah. pumping to get sales by whatever the right. I was reading an article yesterday. There, uh, luxury mansions giving away like free Bentleys with purchase, and yeah. you know it's all it's all in the wash, right? Because there's going to be a huge tax. I mean, even yeah. even here with a couple of percent over over that million, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's that's a big deal. So for the deal. for the clients out there that have traded, you know, multi million dollar deals already, this I think it's after January, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The millionaire's yeah. taxes starts January first. And I mean, it includes capital gains on on real estate, so it's all sources of income. Yeah, so that's I mean that's an extra extra forty thousand dollar broker fee, for yeah. lack of a better yeah. word. You know, right off right off the rip. Well, right, yeah, no doubt. Right. Yeah, I mean, the government I, I, the government I, 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 is the ultimate broker. Getting higher fees. Listen, listen, that makes two of us. So, yeah. um, are are you familiar with the website How Money Walks? Yeah, we've talked about it quite a bit here, and it yeah, shows I, the from tax return filings of where people yeah. used to file and where they're currently. So it's filing. it's funny we kind of just organically went here. So yeah. you know here's here's California, yeah. and you can you could see that um, wow, it's just kind of <laughs> kind of going crazy. A hundred billion dollars in annual gross income migrated, and they gained that some cash from these states, and they lost to these like kind of immediately more tax friendly local states potentially. Which is yeah. kind of crazy, um, and you can even see like where specifically if you if you get into different counties, where did they yeah. go? Which is really really cool. So we, maybe we'll take a, a quick look at uh, uh, go to Arizona. Oh. I can't. Yeah, hold on. Let's look at Maricopa County. And if for those that are just looking, just Google how many walks it's the IRS tax tax migration Arizona. Yeah, there we go. And Maricopa should be the uh, down one over. Yep, there yeah. You are. L.A., so of, Chicago, hmm. Orange County, Pima, Hennepin County. Okay. So that's, that's where the people are moving from, and this is where people are moving to. So maybe as this community becomes more expensive, yeah, people are moving pe- out. The, the, the regular homeowners and buyers are picking different communities that maybe are more inexpensive, but, you know, who knows? Interesting. Sorry, yeah. I just love Arizona. Yeah, clearly, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. We'll well, just they, do... have no, they have no uh, state income tax. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why people love Arizona. And it's gorgeous. Well, this is I think this is an alarming number, right? Um, and oh, by the way, I'm pretty sure Rhode Island and also New Hampshire, no state income tax, right? New Hampshire, definitely. I don't know about Rhode Island. Rhode Island is just cheap right now. Like Rhode Island has not seen the massive appreciation of real estate values yeah. that we've seen in Massachusetts and southern New Hampshire. So this is New just Hampshire. a quick quick look at uh people in suffolk county i mean most of them are just moving to the immediate satellite communities um 
you know, north and south and west, right? Um, but you can see that some people are moving from Worcester into Suffolk County, which is kind of interesting. And then there's there's a, a lot of Connecticut moves, which is which is also. I wonder if that has anything to do with GE moving their corporate headquarters to interesting. Fairfield, right? From I think they used to be in Fairfield County, and I think now they're here. Mm, interesting. That's interesting. This is an interesting one if you look at it. So you you look at Norfolk, and yeah. sure, there's a lot of gains here, but look at that. I mean, look how many. I mean, to be in the top five of people just scooting to Florida, yeah. it's kind of it's kind of crazy, right? And I wonder what Middlesex is doing. So a lot of stuff going right up into New Hampshire, right? Yeah. Which is just kind of what I would have predicted. And then Essex is actually kind of neutral here, you know. But still, you get some Florida, you get some Maine. You actually get you get two there in Florida, which is kind of crazy. In New York, well, York County, County, obviously, in Florida, too. Well, and Naples. So Collier County is West Coast Naples. And Palm Beach County is obviously Palm Beach, but Palm Beach County was also uh, second or first in uh, Norfolk County, which is rather interesting. And yeah. If you remember when we had Francesca Federico on, she was saying yeah, that one third of all the people that she meets in, in, in Delray are from the Northeast, yeah. be it New York or yeah. Massachusetts. It's crazy. It's crazy. So. Um, so anyway, we were just a little bit of tangent there, but I think good, good data is good stuff to talk about. The, the reality is back to the inflation point, yeah. house, housing, as it relates to rents across the country, based off everything we just looked at is rents are already starting to come down again, nationwide numbers here still really volatile. The only community that I've seen actually has some loosening in rents is Revere. And that's probably due to the uh, amount of supply that they have. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's seven billion new buildings up on up on Revere Beach, and they're still going. And we have Suffolk Downs coming. Like, so you might you might see a lot of like promotional volatility there as those buildings finish or come up on release. And um, the demand is insatiable. Like, even if the price yeah. is coming down a little, like the demand is still there. Yeah, and when I looked, it was down like seven percent. It wasn't crazy. Right. And and I know we've talked about this a lot, but. You know, I've always been of the opinion that rents, sure, they skyrocketed a lot in the last year or two, but that's also just regaining back what you would have lost probably during lost during COVID. Yeah. So the apartment that I had that was twenty three hundred bucks that I had to cut to two grand, like is still not back to twenty three hundred bucks. Right. You know. Um, so we're starting to see those gains now. So whatever. A little bit of volatility there. But the point the of the uh, yields are are dipping, right? Yeah. So I sorry, I just want to make this one point. So the so the rents across the country have already kind of peaked and started to come down, but the inflation data continues to report that ramp up. So the reality is here, basically, any economists that I'm following uh, when it relates to mortgage rates and inflation in general, we're really waiting for this data to take that turn back down because that six to nine month lag in housing being a huge part of CPI, when the actual data, when you look at it, uh, as it reports in real time, is already down the reality is that that inflation number should come down here fairly swiftly. It's just going, it's just a matter of time of what month would it's going to happen in beginning of the summer or the tail end of the summer. And when that does, you'll see rates start to normalize, I think. So. Interesting. Yeah, you seem really interested. <laughs> Very. Well, I was just reading something on Apple. Apple yeah. just reported that their shipments fell 40% in the first quarter which doesn't sound good. I don't know well, if it's a here's the deal, man. bad inventory, bad products. It's market saturation, maybe. Yeah. Like they, the same Mac I have now is the same Mac I buy today. It's now yeah. just available in black. 
Let's yeah. get real. Let's and get real. The same one you've been able to buy for ten years. Yeah, and we and oh, by the way, they make such a good product that I don't need to buy one every two years like I do a shitty Dell. So, I mean, Oof. it's okay. It's okay. And by I'm the way, Lenovo, iPhone. I'm a Lenovo guy. Yeah, whatever. The Lenovo Yoga Three, whatever you're into, man. I mean, carbon. That guy, yeah, jeez. Carbon. Wow. All right. Well, I'm a MacBook Air guy. I know I'm you. I'm a are. Mac Mac ecosystem guy in general. But uh, my Mac works great. Why would I buy a new one? My iPhone, now that I have two of them, yeah, and one I can always one of them bound to work great. That's right, and one of them I can go swimming with and just yeah. be happy. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah Treasury yields. Let's hit that, and then let's um, are, are, are dropping, which is good for you know mortgage rates. They say right, so the mortgage rates tend to track the Treasury yields. Yeah. So what I was going to say is um, I, I follow that uh, the mortgage news daily site and um, you know, rates We had a little bit of a rough Friday. They're up to 6.34. Uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens uh, this morning, but you know, this is a volatile couple of days between the jobs report, which came in at two thirty six versus the forecast two forty. Um, the unemployment rate was 3.5. The forecast was 3.6. Uh, earnings were right on point in general. Um, and so we, we'll see the inflation data hopefully create a little bit of downward pressure on on everything if it's where it's supposed to be. And that's the thing. We, we have no idea when housing is going to really start to catch up here, but it's any it's any moment. Yeah, the 10 years trading at 3.35, which is crazy. Like some of these guys that I follow, they're just like, it's going to be down to 3.3 any minute. And then next yeah. thing you know, it's like exactly where it goes. It's like, so some really, really good data out there. So uh, real quick on inventory, right? So single family homes still under the 3000 count. Uh, last week, uh, the week before uh, Easter, very weird uh, week to list homes. I think I think smart brokers uh, looked at the inventory position and a lot of people still went to market. And like like we were talking earlier, sent, sent the client away for a little while. So they yeah. could best, best show that property. Um, yeah. And then I think a lot of people will hold listings because it's easier for them. Uh, and so you'll see a lot drop this week and a lot drop next week. So these next two How weeks. How does vacation in Massachusetts fit in with uh, listings? Yeah, honestly, I haven't looked at the historical data as it's So I think that's next week, right? Yeah, uh, it is. Is the Boston week. So yeah. Um, let me see if I can pull a selected date. It's going to be weird because it's not going to give me the exact data. And it changes every year, so it's hard to track. Probably. Um, actually, let me pull it from. Uh, Sorry to throw a monkey wrench. No, 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 real quick. Yeah, do me a favor. When do you think April vacation was last week? It's probably the 18th through the 22nd, right? Yeah, probably. All right, so let me just pull it real quick. Um, I would, I would honestly, I think it's, it's, it's kind of you're doomed if you do, doomed if you don't. You can't keep trying to punt to the perfect week. It just comes down to what's on the market. And the reality is, like, if I was a homeowner, you know, two young kids at home, I'd rather you try and sell my house during April vacation and I duck to Florida or something, right? And have you have free reign as a broker and go crazy, do what you got to do, yeah. right? Um, the risk you have is the potential that other home buyers looking for that type of home are also out of town on vacation, right? Okay. So um, my gut tells me it's like, 
around 4th of July, I honestly really, really refrain from listing homes whatsoever because everybody is doing something. They're away, they're in the Cape, they're in New Hampshire, they're in Maine, or they're staying at home, they're going to a beach, they're at a cookout. They don't want to go see open houses. It's like the one week that I think people really just like punch out and take some time with their family, right? Uh, As they should. As they should, for sure. And I think these school vacations, if you're planning trips, which are planned long in advance because of cost, yeah. You know, you're you're not changing your plans because the house of your dreams hit the market, right? You're just going to be like, ah, whatever. I guess I'm not going to go see that. So, um, all right. So real quick, I just pulled um, year over year data. I mean, the reality is we've been such a bad inventory position for for a very, very long time. And the data doesn't show uh, any, any real, you know, deflation over... Uh, units listed. So it looks like around that school week last year, it was 2,200 homes on the market. We're sitting at 2,900 right now. And 2,900 is obviously this morning on a Monday before 500 of them will go pending and then probably 500 of them or more will hit the market. So maybe it's a little bit better this year, but it'll it'll be tough to see. Um, I think we'll probably see the influx happen this week versus next week, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then probably the week after that. So I think these next few weeks are just going to be really aggressive list weeks. Um, and I think, too, the more and more buyers and sellers I talk about, I talk to, um, we talked about this on the podcast last week with uh, with Eileen, like, you know, do these people really want to be landlords and keep their home or should they sell them? And I think as, as we get to rates in the fives, I think that becomes more of a, a possibility versus rates in the mid sevens, yep. you know? So it'll Very be interesting good. to see. It'll be interesting to see what happens for sure. Well, the beauty of this industry is that it's changing daily, right? So like it's, no doubt. Never, it's never boring and we always have something uh, new in front of us. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So what about you? You get seeing any contracts coming this morning? Uh, I got a couple in over the weekend. So people were, I know people were working um, last week, definitely picked up. Uh, yeah. We were working on a lot more PMSs last week. And I would say tomorrow usually is when I start. Big influx, yeah. So really intense action on Tuesdays. Yeah. Everybody likes a Monday offer deadline. Yeah, I'm a Tuesday offer deadline guy. You got to give yeah. people, you got to give the people a chance to to, to get sell rejected through. on Monday and then come to you as a backup. That's it. That's it. That's it. Um, well, especially with a holiday like Easter, like maybe you didn't have the chance to kind of talk to your realtor or talk to your lender. Maybe someone was a little bit delayed, whatever it is. Like, you know, that's, that's the reality of this business. I'm sure most of us were responding to emails anyway, yesterday, or like, like even personally was showing homes, but um, then I know some of our lenders were answering those clients, but uh, yeah, you know, I think especially on a holiday weekend, when you roll into some sort of holiday Monday or hangover from a, from a a holiday on a Sunday, you got to, you got to give people a little bit more more of a chance. So, so now that we've had rates for like a year or so on the higher end, yeah, I wonder what our lending friends are seeing in terms of like refis or starting to see refis, especially as we tick back down to five, if you were at seven and we right. get anywhere in the fives, that'll be yeah. interesting to watch too. So some of yeah. pick the pick the brains of our lending friends on. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I personally, I don't know what I would do if I was paying a seven and a half and I saw a six and a third if I would refi. You know what I mean? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, just the yeah. cost to do to carry that debt. 
No, listen, I, I understand the economics of it, yeah. so to speak. And a lot of these lenders will especially do like a free refi right now or something really cheap, yeah. uh, you know, at minimum. But yeah, I just like, it's such a pain. Maybe this is me just being a jaded self-employed individual who has to get 600 pieces of documents together to, to get a mortgage. But I I think I would wait. And again, maybe it's just the, a little bit knowledge about the industry. I, they're going to the fives. They're going in the right. fives. And they're going to probably, I personally think they're going to settle south of five six two five by oh. the end of this year that's my hot take so right. um and i think we talked about this before too but there's 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 nine different companies out there and they're saying low fives to mid sevens right so nobody really knows but the more i dig into the data the more i am convinced that we're going to see something in the mid fives here in the next couple of quarters and so if i hope we do yeah, me too. Me too, right? I think it's it's better, but I don't think it's going to do anything good for for housing values. It's going to make them go go probably crazy again as as these buyers kind of run in. And um, the only upside is maybe it will create some inventory for sellers. So and some refis for for the mortgage folks, for the mortgage yeah, peeps, for yeah, the, no. for the attorneys that close those loans. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. We're not mad at refis. No, everyone loves a good refi. You know what everyone I mean. So, um, anything else on the on the uh, on the hot sheet, so to speak. No, I think just we got a busy week for for market data. It'll be interesting yeah. to watch that unfold, and you know, I guess keeping track of the bad news and whether it's bad news or good news. Yeah. So this week for inflation, good news is good news, right? Um, bad news would be over projections, and you'll see the second if that happens, you'll see probably by Friday rates correct and go back to seven um, pretty swiftly. And if and when it's good, which hopefully the housing data starts to trickle into that number here, if and when that's good, we we should see some downward pressure or, you know, like we always talk about, they take, when rates go up, they take the elevator. When rates come down, they take the stairs. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked with a very light come down and maybe over the next two, three weeks, we end up in the fives. Um, if all of the other supporting data is is good, but we will have to we'll have to see. We'll have to see. And then the headlines all weekend on both CNN, CNBC, sort of all the big news things were on commercial and specific Crazy. office. So yeah. thankfully, this uh, Wednesday we have uh, someone from Cushman and Wakefield, big office people, coming on the pod. On the pod. Uh, to talk about uh, the office space and return to work and, yeah. you know, that whole space. So I think that that's going to be, you know, something we're watching very, uh, very. Yeah. I'd, I'd be interested in their takes, right? Because, like, I think you and I, again, we've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah. Like, since the fall, like, will that be a moment that dramatically affects consumer confidence and or decreases Housing prices, I, I got to think they're kind of unrelated. I'm starting to think they're completely unrelated. Interesting. What do you think? I mean, I who, what, what do you think? the greater economy, right? So, like, if we oh, have sure. defaults on commercial real estate loans and the banks take hits and we lose more banks, I think it ultimately impacts, you know, all sorts of consumer confidence when banks start failing, right? So... No doubt. And it, and the only thing that really will affect the global residential market there is like last year when let's just call it consumer confidence became really volatile. 
and they were like, I'm not buying right now. And the demand just vanished into thin air, right? Well, or, jobs, you got to keep an eye on jobs too because you can't yeah. buy a house if you don't have a job. True. Well, what I was going to say is if, if you start to have massive default, I think maybe the banks get tighter and tighter and, you know, there's always going to be the big box mortgage companies that will probably then significantly beat the local banks or something. But it'll be interesting to see how the ability to lend gets restricted or or what happens with rates um, due to that. You know, yeah. but more than likely that type of failure means bigger recession means rates would come down. So I don't know. It'll be interesting, and I just think the the average Joe who has a good job probably is less impacted and still needs to buy a house for his family. So. You but know, they may still keep their job. Their bonus may be different, right? So, like, sure. if you're used to, you know, $150,000 bonus and you only yeah. have $10,000 bonus, like, that's you, you still have your job, but yeah. your, your income is significantly different. So we can... Yeah, you know, and, and what does that do to housing inventory, right? Maybe now I have to sell my house. It doesn't matter what my rate is. I have to put it on the market. Or maybe I dig in and say, I'm definitely not putting my house in the market anytime soon because I'm worried about value, right? So, like... Right. It'll be interesting to see what sort of cascade. I'm bigger house and now I'm not. I'm just going right. to stay here. Yep. Yep. Right. So it'll be interesting what type of cascade happens here. So the one All thing right, we're, I know is that we don't know what's next. Right. Well, neither does Bank of America or Realtor.com, according to their to their uh, their data release regarding um, regarding rates. So if they don't know, I don't know how you and I would, but we just like to take in the data and kind of make our own predictions. Here on the market minute, you know yeah. what I mean. So, we'll look um, for the week ahead and see what it gives us. Yeah, it should be it should be a good one. So we're up against it here. Anything else you want to pop in here before we call it? Nope. Cool. All right. Well, uh, Brendan, I hope you have a magical Monday here on uh, the day after Easter, and uh, I, I think we already sent you over a deal or two, and we're looking forward to write a handful more offers. A very busy weekend here at Reference. So, hopefully, um, to hear on a Monday. Hopefully we're hearing some acceptance and uh, and like you predicted, tomorrow becomes the day of PNS intros across the board. So can't wait. Um, I just froze up here. Not sure what happened. Perfect time. It was like 30 minutes.